It was just stressful. Oh, boy. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more work than I was thinking. It's also hard to do by yourself. Some brief follow-up on my dish. Uh, we're now down to 79 recordings or so, and just giving up left and right. Um, there were some shows that I really wanted to watch on AMC, and last episode I said, Yeah, you can just go to the website and, log, uh, and watch them. No credentials needed. That was a lie. I am a liar. Uh, so my next step was to try my Xfinity credentials they also do not work because i only have internet through xfinity uh next up was my mom's uverse credentials they don't work because apparently she's not subscribed to amc everything sucks ouch (laughs) um what show was it you tried to halt and catch fire i don't know out that is uh now i really don't know what it's about I've watched uh, a ton of episodes, but I couldn't say it is about this thing. There are Commodore 64s in it. They're working with networks back in the day. It's um, it's a soap opera. It may or may not be true. I don't know. There's drugs and nerds. and So were, were you just mistaken <laughs> because you had gone... You had gone on the website and maybe you were already logged in with a cookie or something? or Yeah... I don't. Uh, I must have. I must have logged in with my credentials, not you know, and then not remembered it later. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh, so we we have HBO Go through my brother-in-law, who kindly shares his password, and we generally pull that up on the iPad, shoot it to the Chromecast, so we can watch it on the TV. Cool. Well, we brought the Chromecast upstairs uh, when we had guests so their kid could watch uh, cartoons and uh, I unplugged it from the TV that's hung on the wall and it's it's extremely difficult to get the Chromecast back into the TV without taking the TV off the wall Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know I think um, I think HBO Go is on the PS4 let me try pulling that up so sure enough it's there but Comcast doesn't allow PS4 users to use HBO Go. So the app is there, but my credentials don't work for Comcast. What so I don't the know hell? What that is. So, uh, and I think I'd run into that before, and I, I'd just forgotten. Um, so that that's kind of crap. Yeah, that is crap. It was just a catch-up on uh, True Detective, which has been a steaming pile this season anyway. <laughs> the other thing... just... Oh, go ahead. The other thing I was going to watch on AMC was Humans. I really like that. It's about uh, androids going mm-hmm. awry. Common theme, apparently. Like android phones? N- n- yep. No. <laughs> nope. 
like uh, like uh, oh yeah, like dead rubber girls that aren't so dead. Oh no, <laughs> that I, I've heard that mentioned in the same sentence as Mr. Robot. People are like, hey, you need to watch these two shows. Yep. Um, I think actually uh, a little name drop. Merlin Mann said that. And oh, then also made yeah. reference to Dead Rubber Girl. Okay. Huh. Did, did either of you guys watch um, True Detective Season 1? No. no it's on my, wife my list. Yeah, it's, it's, it was really good. I, it's not the type of show I, I generally enjoy, but it was really good. We, um, we downed that pretty quickly. Like, it was one of those, like, we watched one and and wanted to see the next one immediately. Um, uh, Woody Harrelson the, and um, right Matthew uh, McConaughey. Yep, and both of them were really good. Uh, but this season with um, Vince Vaughn, especially, it's like they they like there's all this exposition that's not needed, and it's it's the whole series is kind of couched in um, noir stale, uh, storytelling, but. Um, it's just like they give all these lines to um, I almost said Vince McMahon. What the hell is his name? Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince McMahon is a horrible actor. Um, but uh, they, they give him all these lines and like every other line I'm thinking why why would this guy say that? That sounds like internal monologue. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be saying this stuff. And just the lines they give him are just outright ridiculous. Um I wish I could remember some of them, uh, but in context, out of context, they're just all dumb. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'll probably watch it to the end just to see where it's going. But That makes me want to write like um, a screenplay, a comedy, where the guy speaks his internal monologue the whole time. <laughs> it turns out he's, I, I just... he's not actually saying it. Out loud. I do remember one one line. So, like, uh, Vince Vaughn is this, um, I wouldn't call him a crime boss, but he's he's involved in criminal activity, but he's trying to trying to go straight, uh, and he gets drawn back in. And uh, he's, he's also trying to have a baby with his wife. And there are a couple scenes where he's arguing with her because uh, they're, they're frustrated. About how to have sex? I guess you're doing uh, it. Well, I think that, yeah, there there is one scene where, where is you know this has never happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, so he's having problems. They're having problems having babies, and she, in one scene, brings up adoption, and he goes, "Adoption? I'm not doing someone else's time." <laughs> what? The, <laughs> that's the, the dumbest right. way. You're. Uh... So anyway. Your Vince Vaughn impression sounds like John Roderick's dad. Yeah. Oh, hey! Well, they, <laughs> they sound a lot alike. <laughs> I'm not doing someone else's time. <laughs> Are you ridiculous? Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to trudge through that. But we're a couple episodes behind now, and then not being able to pull up the um, the HBO Go readily. And yeah. how I fix that? It's like uh, I'm not. It's not worth it. So, from I'll your review it. last week, uh, Tony, you said uh, uh, Wayward Pines was good. I found out I have seven episodes on my DVR. Keely says, "So, what do you want to do?" Well, I believe you can watch them through Hulu, and I don't believe you have to have a subscription. Ooh, 
Yeah, I oh. think I think you can just watch them. What was that on again? Or that on? was on Fox. Fox. Yeah. Um, I I think my my wife uh, picked it up at the library, but um, uh, it's uh, the show Married on FX. It's um, I'm not gonna remember the actor's name. Is it a prequel um, to Married with Children? No, just they, married. Yeah, they also have children. Um, Al but, Bundy uh, is uh, really happy in this series. <laughs> he hasn't given up on life yet. It's actually really funny, and there were some really kind of blue parts to it. They like kind of. I, I had to turn to her and say, "Like, what what network is this on?" And it's FX, but uh, it was kind of like raunchy, funny. FX or FXX? Uh, one of the FXs. FXs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it ra- another one too? Is it raunchy, funny, like um, uh, it's always sunny? Yeah, but it it, <laughs> it is, but it, it like also think I think it went a little farther than what it's always sunny uh, does or ever has. Um, okay. Th- there's a scene where he's uh, it's a guy and a girl, uh, man and a woman. They have three kids, and um, he. He, uh, he gets uh, a vasectomy, and uh, so he's at the doctor's, and they're finishing up an exam. And he's like, "All right, are we all good here?" And he hands him a, a specimen cup, and he's he's like, uh, "What do you need?" He's like, I, "I need semen." So he goes. He the doctor tells him to go off the receptionist. He goes to the receptionist. Um, she goes, "All right, uh, right in here," and she points to a door that's right by the reception desk, and the, <laughs> like the waiting room is full. Right. And he goes in there, and he's looking through the the porn selection they have, and it's not doing it for him. And he can hear some guy um, tutoring his daughter with uh, on, like some math problems, like through the door, and he's just struggling with everything. So he goes back out to the receptionist. He's like, "Do you have anything else I could look at? This is all like soft core, and that's my second favorite core." <laughs> So he goes into this whole thing how he doesn't like lesbian porn because he feels like a third wheel. <laughs> so anyways, he ends up going back in there and he, he calls his wife and uh, she's thrift shopping and he's trying to initiate some sort of phone sex so he can just get this sample out. And it was like really, it was really raunchy, but it was pretty funny. That sounds like something uh, you'd see on um, Louie. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that, yeah. Have you had to do that? Am I the only? Am I the only fertility guy here? Uh, yeah, I, I have no. not had to. I did. I do it on a willing basis, almost daily. Right, but <laughs> uh, when you're asked to do it for for the reason, uh, man, uh, South Bend Medical Foundation, th- they tell you, you know, you can do this at home and bring in the specimen, or do it here. Uh, but if you do it at home, you have to make sure that it never goes below body temperature. So you're going to have to do some really weird transporter crap to get it over here. So I'm like, fine, uh, I'll do Are it. I'll do it here. Are you with the term in the butt? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need to store that somehow. And uh, I, so I opted for there. Uh, and they were like, well, I guess this this bathroom's open. Go in there. Oh, so they don't even have like a specific no, place to do it. There's not a room. It? There's no material. Uh, I had a smartphone, so I was okay. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> what yeah, did uh, they ever do before smartphones? And I mean, that was 2000, I don't know, somewhere between 2007, so it wasn't a real good smartphone. <laughs> I just see the images, like, um, coming in one line at a time on your phone, <laughs> just loading. Come on! Um, yeah, we... it. It took us a while to have our first kid and like long enough that we we're like, well, maybe we should ask a doctor. Uh-huh. So we had to do samples through, through all that. And, uh, so my wife had to get checked and they gave us the same option and, uh, I opted to do it at home. And then, then, uh, the doctor's office, if I remember right, was near where my wife worked. So, uh, she had this like mad rush with the sample. I don't know if she put it in her armpit or something or what. Yeah, they suggested so between the breasts. <laughs> ah, well, then either of us could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say it was not my breasts, <laughs> but it was like it was like weird and kind of uncomfortable even at home because it was on. It was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's and then, a mental component there that just makes it horrible. Right, and then then it was like, okay, I'm done. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Timer's running. Go. We had enough uh, situations where I I did do it at home at least once, and yeah, it was it was too much too much stress for everyone. Are, are you saying you couldn't perform? Oh no, I could perform. It was just. I don't know. It was just stressful. Yeah. Okay. Of course, that whole process is stressful, not knowing, you know, which aspect of this is going to fail, and will it be my fault? Right. Because I don't want to be <laughs> at fault. Uh, I told you so, I told you so, I knew it was you. Eat it in your face. Mm. Don't don't actually eat it. No. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that to the doctor right away. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got a message from you that there's a better way to get television or another way, and then you didn't say anything, and I've been just waiting and waiting and waiting. What's the other way, Tone? Oh, right. Um, so I I t- said last week that uh, I was watching Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. and it, uh, neither Hulu nor USA Network dot com would let me watch the uh, the fifth episode. Right, and you were talking about I don't I don't remember all the options, but you so, mentioned like no, it torrenting. It was not. Uh, it was so. If you want to use BitTorrent, uh, yeah. you should probably go through a VPN. And if you're and if you do that, uh, you probably want to use a service like Plex, so that once it's on your hard drive, you can share it wherever you have an internet connection. And these are all oh, services wow. that have monthly fees. Ooh. So, like, the VPN keeps your uh, privacy so you're not harassed by the legal right. aspects of illegally downloading television. Uh, and then, and and there's, like, so many choices that are complicated there. Uh, but I was, you know, um, I'm in a little bit of a free fall and I'm looking for options. And... Um, and it was, and uh, so it was like torrent. Okay, I get torrent, but then I'll get throttled. Then I'll get letters from people that are only torrenting to turn you in. Apparently. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so like then, people don't have better things to do. Well, they get paid. 
They get huh? paid to turn in people who are, or to turn in IP addresses of people that are uh, sharing and downloading illegally. And of course, that's so, what that's what you'd use the VPN for, right? Right, to hide yourself from that. But some yeah. VPNs don't let you do peer-to-peer file sharing, and some are less protected than others. And it was like, if you want hmm. a really good one that doesn't give up about anything, it's like fifteen bucks a month. But then if you buy a whole year, they'll half the cost. But it's like, hmm, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway. The the people that are looking for you are going onto the torrent sites and just looking, like, because that's peer-to-peer, right? Yeah, so when you're you're torrenting, you can see all the people that are connected to you sharing... uh, you know, either way, apparently, they grab all that list of IP addresses and then they sell it or something to the, the, um, what, the MMA? Nope, that's not right. The a- ASPCA? <laughs> yep. ASCAP? Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And then they call them and say, hey! M-P-M-M-A? M-M-P-I-A? M-O-P-I-A-O. Yes, so the they Motion just, Picture Association of America. So they just call and say, hey, this guy's stealing stuff. Right, and then they send their lawyers to send out form letters, uh, cease and desist, and or fines, whatever. I think right. that's what Dog the Bounty Hunter's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an app for that. Uh, so, so did you say what the other way is? Well, I was getting to that. Um, you know how I am with workflows. Yeah. <laughs> You're so good with workflows, Paul. I'm not, but I'm really into them. I, uh, well, I, I had said I was. Uh, I tried Hulu, and that's what I watched the first uh, four episodes on. Um, and then the fifth one, it wouldn't let me. It wanted me to to uh, log in with my provider. And I thought, well, maybe after a week, it'll release that. But it didn't, and uh, I was pretty bummed out. I'm like, I don't want to torrent this crap, and um, I don't have, I don't have Apple TV. So, and then I remembered. Oh wait, I use Amazon all the time, and so I found it, it's on Amazon, and I just bought it. I just bought the first season. Oh, uh, Amazon Prime Mr. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Robot. Okay. Um. For some reason on my phone, it says I can download it, but I just end up sh- ended up streaming it. I don't know if it's true that I can download it or not. And it costs more than just the Prime membership? Yeah. Yeah, I actually paid money for it. But you didn't pay money for a physical copy? No. You paid money for the digital rights? Yeah. I mean, I, I got to look that up on uh, Hulu, and then um, I tried uh, again. We have the Xfinity app because we've been bootlegging my brother-in-law's uh, credentials, and it was on there because USA is carried on Comcast or whatever. Okay, still, I'm not clear what the difference is between Comcast and Xfinity, but well, um, Xfinity I thought was purely the internet deal, and Comcast is cable. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. But in any case, I was able to find it there, and it updates the day after. So Nice. So have you seen all six episodes? 
Yeah, yeah, I have. I was I was in the middle of the fifth episode. I, I haven't finished it, but I definitely saw Mr. Robot talking to other characters. Yeah, he's talking to the other... I think I was talking about that last time. He talks like directly to the App Society guys, right? Yeah, while they're in the, the vehicle. And yeah. Elliot's in the building. Yeah. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, the, about, I about still, like, there was some there was some stuff there that just seemed like it might be ambiguous. Because even that scene in the car, I'm like, is he... If I took him out of the scene, could they... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And I was like... Because um, he talks to them, and I didn't notice that, you know, they didn't talk back. But... I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but it was like they were going to do something and Mr. Robot said something to stop them and they didn't talk to each other about stopping. They just stopped. Okay. Yeah, there um, there were still scenes. Yeah, there were scenes in episode five that made me, made me think Mr. Robot was tangible and real. Uh, and then scenes in episode six where I'm like, ah, I still don't know. I, I, so right. we'll see. Well, he doesn't do any of the hacking. He never right. touches a computer. Right. Yeah, and Which he, is suspect. So in episode six, he just kind of shows up at a weird time. It just, he seems like a, like a, part of maybe another personality or a part of Elliot's right subconscious or something I, I don't know and and if um, he's not that that weird where he just shows up at a weird time just doesn't make sense right yeah it's just like why would he be here like uh, it, it, there are scenes in the show that remind me of when um, in quantum leap um, who is the who was the other guy? Was it Sam? Al. Al. Sam and Al. Al. Okay, so Sam was the main character. Al was the uh, like, yeah, the hologram advisor guy. So there are scenes in Mister Robot where Mister Robot Christian Slater seems like Al, like he's popping in the scene. Nobody else can see him, but he's giving the main character, you know, advice or something. Right. You're giving him a monologue. Now, if you want to talk Quantum Leap, we can talk some Quantum Leap. Oh, I don't remember any of it, but I do remember liking the show. I, I love that show. I only remember when he was a woman and when he was black, and maybe when he was mentally disabled. Those were great episodes. <laughs> I don't really remember the episodes, just the... Oh, boy. Yeah, the There's one where... Epi- oh, go ahead. There was an episode where he's a fetus, right? <laughs> no? <laughs> Uh, turns out it's, it was his brother. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna have to eat your twin. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? Oh boy! <laughs> Get me out of here! All I've got to do is chew on this umbilical cord. I don't feel like I can do what I need to do from in here. So you want my surprise this uh, this episode? Yeah, I heard you had a surprise. I, I don't think you did, but this is the surprise that I have. Uh, who do you think's listening to our podcast? Your wife. It could be my mother. I oh, just okay. set her up as a subscriber to the show. It doesn't mean she's going to listen. Uh huh. 
it's a possibility. Awesome. Oh, so keeping it clean in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Good thing we added out all that uh, other stuff. Yeah. Good thing we cut all those your mom jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these episodes used to be two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Yep, there goes all my A-list material. Uh, all right, well, hi, Mom. Yeah, she'd be pretty interested in what you've been doing. Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. I haven't seen your mom in forever. Well, uh, since you haven't seen her, she was a uh, a home stager. Uh-huh. Yep. And then uh, just unemployed. Okay. But she's really into uh, HGTV. Do you see where I'm rolling here? Nope. Here's something that's Home, well, mm. <clears throat> Home renovation. You, so, yeah, well, so she was a home stager, and now she watches HGTV. Is she going to be a contractor now? Because if she's going to be a contractor, I could use some help. Like uh, a general contractor? There are a few guns in her home. What? <laughs> like, like screw guns and nail guns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like a nine millimeter, I think. Paul, do me a favor and Google uh, definition contractor. <laughs> yeah, she's um, not a contract for hire. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a different, different kind of contractor. Um, yeah, I, I decided to tackle. Um, uh, so I, I think I mentioned it before, but I design kitchens for a living. But I don't install kitchens for a living. So I, uh, I decided to purchase a kitchen for our new home and install it myself. That sounds and so weird. How so? Well, uh, purchasing a room and installing it. Installing a room? Yeah. I mean, is that well, normal? Nom- is that the preferred nomenclature? Yeah. Okay. I have I sell kitchens and I talk to installers who install those kitchens. Um, I did have uh, a contractor I know um, come in and do some of the electrical and drywall work because I knew that wouldn't be quite up to par if I did it. So um, he was here end of last week taking care of some of that stuff. And I, I started the installation process on Friday. I'm still not done, but most of the way there. But man, leveling stuff and making sure everything's Plum and ugh. yeah, it's, it's a lot more work than I was thinking. It's also hard to do by yourself, um, but I didn't. I didn't ask anyone for help, so my bad. Yeah, I know so little about doing stuff like that that sometimes I wish I had like done that. Um, you know, like out of high school, been mm-hmm. an apprentice or whatever, right? Something more hands-on. Like, just to have the knowledge. Like, you go on and go do something else with your life, but, like, you sure. don't have bank that knowledge. Right, yeah. yeah. I kind of right, wish I mean, it, maybe I in, Maybe I would have enjoyed it and stuck with it, but... You have well, I, I, I like being creative and, and building things and stuff, but in all this stuff, I, I like, know everything I need to do. Um, and so I, I kind of... 
looked some stuff on the up on, on the internet and brushed up on a couple things and make sure I wasn't forgetting anything. And you know, this is stuff that I talk about with people every day, all day. Um, but then actually putting it into into motion um, was a whole other thing altogether. Plus, it takes me it takes me that much longer because I don't do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So some of it's like trial and error and like. You know what the hell do I do? Like we've got a, a peninsula that comes out on the um, uh, far side of the kitchen. That uh, it just so happened that the, the floor is at a low point uh, on that side of the kitchen. You need to keep everything level from one side of the kitchen to the next, so all your counters can be at the same on the same plane and all level and everything. And uh, so I'm like, how the hell do I make up? You know, five eighths of an inch difference. When these cabinets aren't, you know, I'm not screwing these cabinets to a wall. Anywhere else, I can shim stuff up and screw it to the wall on its level. But here, there's, I would, you know, I'm trying to shim them up, you know, five-eighths of an inch. So I ended up using a a piece of plywood to to bring them up a bit and then shimming from there. But, yeah, it's just all this stuff that I'm like, oh, man. I bet you I could have hired somebody to do this and they would have had it done on Friday. I I wouldn't bet on that. Tony, have you done any home improvements? Mm, nothing like that, no. No. Yeah. Uh, you can tell how inexperienced I am by the craftsmanship of what I've produced. Yeah. And that's that's really why I don't do stuff, because I know it's just not going to look good. But you can just, mm-hmm. you know, you can just gut a room and then go to YouTube and just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, sure. but there's a lot of, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like... Again, like something, maybe you could figure it out, but it's going to take you eight times as long. Right. And I mean, probably my, not, my renovations took months. What, what room uh, all did you do? So I gutted two upstairs bedrooms, and then I finished a portion of the basement for another bedroom. And I know the basement bedroom isn't up to code because there's no egress window, but that's where me and my wife sleep, and we decided, you know... Let's let's burn alive. <laughs> uh, the cost of permits or mm-hmm. adjusting our insurance to take care of the kids, yeah. redoing our will. I know every the whole house goes. You know, yeah. <laughs> Just bust through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I can knock down my pocket doors. <clears throat> to get out, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, but the upstairs, the upstairs rooms, you know, in my 1920s home were so uh, dilapidated and uh, I want to say poorly constructed that even my bad work is better than what I had. I mean, at the very least, now I have insulation. Well, that's that's a plus. And yeah, wires right. that aren't wrapped in cloth. The the uh, contractor I had work on uh, Friday waited for me to come home to kind of touch base with me on things. So I get home, he's going through some stuff, and he's like, oh, and this pile of stuff over here, you're going to want to get to this right away. And I'm like, what? And he goes <laughs> over and points, and he's like, there are at least three dead mice in the wall on this side here. Uh, I almost threw up, so have a good night. Oh, my gosh. And then <laughs> took off. He's like, I think I found where they were coming in, and we took care of it. But um, they come in and they get trapped. Yeah, yeah, they they got in and couldn't go anywhere but stay in the wall, yeah. and, and they just died. And then he 
untombed them. So when they, they, when yeah, animals it, die it in your home, it only takes about a month for the smell to go away. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, Did I tell you about? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I didn't. I didn't smell anything until I took care of the pile, and then it like emanated throughout the whole house. It was really bad. Mm. Oh, I, I had assumed that they were long dead, like the mice I found that didn't even have hair anymore. It was just bones. <laughs> Mouse bones. Yeah. It was neat. There was also, you could see where it had tried to claw its way out, but just couldn't do it. Oh. It's pretty tragic. Tony, did someone die in your house? Did I, I, I can't remember. Did I tell you about the squirrel I found? Or, well, I didn't find, but the squirrel was in the central air oh, unit. Oh, that's the worst place for a squirrel. Wait. Yeah, it was. It, it, inside it was your house or in the unit no. outside? No, it was in the unit outside. Oh, okay. um, the, twice a year we have a guy come out and and he um, or it's some guy it's not always the same guy but they come out and they check dry hump the, the machine yeah pretty much yeah. they uh, you know they check the central air and the the heating and all that they clean the filter and and that. and it, it wasn't um, last winter but the winter before it was really cold and I guess the squirrel had got up in there to stay warm and it died it couldn't get out. And so the guy comes to clean it, and he comes, knocks on the door, and he's like, um, I need to show you something. So, okay. So I go out there, and he's like, uh, there's a squirrel, and it's dead. And it was, you know, it was pretty gross. And I'm like, oh, great. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and so he took care of it. I ended up tipping him, and he's like, well, we're not allowed to accept tips. I'm like, I understand. You didn't get anything from me. Just like no, this this is yours. I I really didn't expect you to deal with the squirrel. Why did he bring it to your attention? He wanted you to do something with it, probably. Yeah, I would have <laughs> just looked at him like, "Who do I make the checkout to again?" Like, yeah, yeah. Here's, was, a, here's a can of gasoline. I think I think we pay a hundred and eighty dollars a year for this. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but it it. It's guaranteed work, and right. if something happens, you can get a replacement. Whereas, yeah, I mean, it's the people who ins- just screwed. Right, it's the people who installed it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that way there's no questions. You know, I, a it, number of years ago, um, I was helping my in-laws. Um, they they had people come in and redo their basement, but we demoed it uh, in advance, and uh, it was real shoddy construction. There was one area the the basement that we uh, it was a boxed-in corner. Um, we pull all the drywall off and everything, and it was a shower behind it. And they, I don't know if when they like flip the house or something for sale, they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this old shower. So they just boxed it in. But there was all this like garbage from the work they did down there that they just threw in there and tombed up. And um, so anyway, we were pulling or pulling apart another room down in the basement, and. They used, um, do you know what OSB is? Like the chipboard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they used OSB, they had studs against the cinder block wall, but they weren't even tied in at the bottom. They were just kind of hanging there loose. And they put OSB on top of that, which is probably not the best uh, substance for a basement that can get damp. Right. That's like yeah. a sponge. Yeah. So um, I pulled a piece uh, off the wall and it was right around where the electrical box was and I, I grab it and I go to turn towards the, the exit to take it out 
And my father-in-law is looking at me all weird. Like, he has this real quizzical look on his face. And I'm like, what did I do? And I look past the panel I'm holding and all of the conduit coming out of the electrical box. There was a squirrel just wrapped up in it. Oh. (laughs) I mean, like, just tangled. So we're like, we had to, we like almost took limbs off trying to get him out of there. Uh, And who knows how long he had been in there or how he even got, I mean, like he had to get into the house. Uh, This was like above ground, you know, the portion of the basement that was above ground. But it was really interesting. Uh, I think he was dead long enough. He didn't smell anymore though. So that was good. My wife Tara and I went uh, to breakfast this morning. And uh, on the way, I saw a Hispanic guy standing, like um, like at a at a telephone pole, just standing there. And I'm, my first instinct was he's waiting for the bus. And then I, I thought, wait, it's Sunday. The bus doesn't run on Sunday. And and then I'm like, well, he okay, he must be standing there waiting for work. So then I started thinking about all the stuff around the house I could hire him for. He could have been anything, though. <laughs> oh, I, you know, because it, like, he wasn't even standing on the corner. He was standing, like, in front of a golf course. And he's wearing, um, jeans, a denim button down shirt, and, like, a straw cowboy hat. Was he leaning up against his vintage Corvette? No. He had no vehicle near oh, him. Okay. That, that, sir, is a Canadian tuxedo. Are you sure he was Mexican? <laughs> I didn't say he was Mexican. I said he was Hispanic. Oh, I'm sorry. And what I should have said is he's Hispanic looking. He's Hispanic. He had a belt buckle. Okay. All right. Let's he's, try it. He was re- well dressed. I, I wouldn't have <laughs> mind bringing him home. I got, I got crap around the house that I have no business touching. Turns out he's in IT. <laughs> I, I could use that too. I tried. Uh, I tried rooting my phone, and I thought I had bricked it. Oh, I was going to be so mad. Yeah. Yeah, the new phone. Yeah, that was not going to be good. I saw someone had rooted a Amazon Fire Stick on Craigslist. I didn't even know you needed to root those. You don't. Okay. I wonder what he was using it for. So, explain to me what the the whole rooting thing is, because I hear that a lot, and I don't don't understand. It allows you to put stuff and use your phone for stuff that it wasn't intended for. Restrictions put on your device by the company that sold it to you are usurped by the rooting process. Is that the same thing as jailbreaking? Yes. Right? Okay. I hear that. I think so. Yeah. And that was and that was the term because it was illegal for a long time, uh, and then then it was decided. You know, know what? You bought this thing. You can do what you want with it. It's going to void all your warranties, but it's yeah. not going to be illegal anymore. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I remember hearing that. Hmm. So yeah, so you didn't hire that guy. Oh no, no, no sign though, right? <laughs> um. No, no, he was just standing there. Now, around my neck of the woods, there are people on the corner with signs. All stories of woe. But the interesting part is the one in front of the Walgreens. Someone has spray-painted on the sidewalk, 
Liar, liar, liar. Pick up your trash. <laughs> okay. It says, well, is it, I, I mean, this is like, a, is it a homeless person? Yeah, that, it's these people, that, well, yeah. these people have these, these signs that say, I'm homeless, or, uh, you know, we'll work for food, or just need some money to get by, or, you know, it's men and women of all ages, shapes, sizes, and most of them are wearing nicer shoes than I have. So I don't, I don't doubt that there might be some it's a, lying going on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was reading an article the other day, and the, I guess the police are also out on corners with, you know, cardboard signs. But See, it says I knew I shouldn't go sniper on these people. <laughs> but like the signs say, we're not, we're not asking for anything or, or something like that. But what they're doing is they're looking for people using their cell phone and not um, having their seatbelts on. Those uh, bastards. Do yeah. they then call ahead to someone else, or they just run after the car? Hey, all right, all right, come the, back here. The sniping is back on. Um. <laughs> But anyway, so I read the article, and of course I read it online because I don't subscribe to newspapers. Exactly. And, uh, While you were in your car driving. <laughs> your seat on. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't do that. Um, but anyway, in the comments, you should have seen all the people talking about the actual, um, the non-cops, the non-police that are out there panhandling. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's real bad. They're like, you know, like one guy was like, "Oh, I went up to him and and I was like, well, I got some work you can do." And the guy would like the person wouldn't even talk to him anymore. Like they don't, they're not actually no, they're looking for work. Money. They they want you to give them money. Yeah, because hmm. it's a lot easier. There's a guy um, on my way home from work uh, who has a, a number of signs. He has a couple signs he carries. He has flyers. He has a bunch of signs. He he sets up at a, a pretty busy intersection, and he puts signs uh, all all along one street and then around the corner down the next street. And uh, it's pictures of Obama with a Hitler haircut and mustache. Okay. Um, and uh, I can see him supporting the Reich. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the that's the image that stuck with me. There's a lot of other. Um, uh, interesting imagery that he has on these signs. And he, I, if I remember right, he wears a sandwich board. The last time he had somebody else with him that he recruited uh, or indoctrinated or something. Uh, and, and then he goes from car to car and he's trying to hand out these flyers. And uh, I didn't get a chance last time. I wanted to. I wanted to. I, I wanted to read what this guy was. Yeah. I wanted to smell what this guy was cooking. He's got some inside information, and you need to get your hands on that. Yeah, I wonder. I, I just had to delve into that, whatever that was, and figure that out. It's it's right. got to be interesting either way. Uh, but he, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do remember sitting in traffic because that light is pretty long, and just looking at other people just shaking their heads at. Him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we don't get a whole lot of homeless uh, in in at least on my commute to work. It's well, new around here, I, I think. I don't think I... Well, the only thing I remember ever uh, homeless-wise in that area was um, when I worked downtown. You, you'd get a couple 
but it was like the same. You, you knew them by yeah, not their name, but you knew them by the nickname. You yeah, gave them. in Mishawaka, there were like five homeless people that were just batshit crazy, and you knew you knew who they were, and you would see them, and it would be like, oh, there's that guy with the leather jacket rolling through traffic, pretending like he has a machine gun. I remember that guy. <laughs> I totally I remember. remember. I was actually just going to bring him up. I don't think he's alive anymore. Yeah. Was that the tall, skinny guy with long, blondish hair, like long, straight hair? I remember him as having short, white okay. hair. Yeah, and that's, being very yeah. Thin. That's how I remember him. Maybe a little like. Oh, I'm thinking of Tom Petty. Oh. <laughs> yep. uh, he he has a home on those Indiana nights. <laughs> Yeah. He does roll through traffic every now and then. <laughs> um, the uh, there was there was that guy. Uh, I actually witnessed the you know a couple of his episodes. Um, there was the uh, the there was a bigger African American lady in downtown South Bend. We called the Oompa Loompa because she always had like I don't know if she like I don't know if she used soap or something, but she had like white eyebrows. Like, but it was like a big, and that's the eyebrow itself. Okay. It was like a band of white, you know, through her eyebrows. Hmm. I don't know if she just, but she, she was also the one that um, uh, Jay and I were closing uh, when we worked at Eduardo's. We were the only two in the, in the building. Um, and then once we closed and locked the doors, we would turn up the music real loud and clean up the place. Um, and leave at the same time. Well, one of the last things I did before we checked out for the night, um, Jay was in the kitchen uh, finishing up the last load on the dishwasher. I went into the bathrooms and, you know, to clean those out and, and leave. And uh, I go to open the ladies' room. And even, like, by instinct, I, I knocked. Right. Um, even though it was only supposed to be me and one other person in the building. And... I hear nothing, and I go to grab the door, and it's locked. And I'm like, um, okay. So I turn back to, to head back towards Jay to see if he had a key or something, and the door opens, and it's this homeless lady, and this like this overwhelming smell of shit just oh. passes me. And she walks past me, and then I have to walk up to the front and let her out because the doors are locked. And I walk back to the bathroom, and it is just plastered with shit. Oh, on the walls, on the floors, on the fixtures. And uh, so I went back and cut the music. And <laughs> she's like, is everything okay? I was like, no. No. No, it's not okay. Do we have a hose? <laughs> oh. So I think we, we figured out a way to, we found a hose in the basement. We figured out a way to string that from the dishwasher all the way to the bathroom and we hosed it down. Wow. Yeah, it was it was bad. Were you were you working there the the day the lady came in and asked me to call her a cab? <laughs> Your cab. I, I was not, but I can imagine how that went. Yeah, I mean, she came in and she wasn't even a customer, and she was really rude. And she says, "I need you to call me a cab," and I said, "Okay, you're a cab." And she didn't <laughs> like that. She didn't like that at all. Was she a customer? Did you call her a cab? No, she was not a customer. She just popped in. She came in off the street. Oh, then you're in the clear. Well, um, I thought I was in the clear when she was, you know, fairly just rude in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At that point, yeah. I don't care if you're a customer. Well, there, there was one one time I was uh, working a busy lunch, and um, 
working with a, a, somebody who wanted to carry out and I'm answering phones and all that and just zipping back and forth. And I, I'm packing this lady's lunch up in a bag and I, I slide it over to her and I, I, I like turn to the cash register or something while I'm ringing her up and without even looking at her, I go, do you want a fork and knife? And she goes, excuse me? <laughs> I, I had to, like, think, like, what did I say? Like, she's right. offended by what I said. And I'm like, do you want a fork and knife? A fork? Do you want a fork and a knife? So, oh, yeah. Uh, and then I think... Do, do you I want a knife had, and fork? Yeah. Maybe I'll rephrase that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there was a... Uh, uh, before I worked there, I think you had the Tony. You had the guy with the crack in the ice. Does that sound familiar? Uh, no. Uh, I crack. think it was your story. I could it could be assigning a, uh, somebody else's story to you, but uh, as I remember it, uh, somebody was working the counter. I think it was a if it wasn't a homeless guy. It was like a local crazy that came in and accused uh, whoever it was of putting crack in their ice. That sounds familiar, but I don't remember the story. I think I think they had come in and asked for an ice water or something. You gave him ice water, and then he came back in and accused you of putting uh, crack cocaine in his ice. So uh, <laughs> I, I remember that story, and, and I remember laughing at it and everything. And then I'm working there a year or two later, and a guy comes in, same scenario, gets a, a water. Um, I think we were supposed to charge him for the cup. I didn't even charge him for the cup. I just gave him the water and let him go. And he comes back in five minutes later and accuses me of putting dirty dishwater in there. Um, so there's this whole thing where uh, he's like, well, I'm going to call the police. And I'm like, really? Because that's about what I, you know, that's what I'm about to do. Right. So he, he, he won't drop it and he's yelling at me and it's in front of other customers and everything. And I call the cops. So I get on the phone and I dial 911 and he walks out the door. And if I remember right, this is exactly how the, the first story played out. Um, guy disappears. Cops come like 10, 15 minutes later. So the patrol car pulls up in front of the building, and I'm about to walk out to him and tell him I don't know where the guy went. And here comes the guy running down the street <laughs> towards the cop car. Hey, these guys put dirty dishwater. <laughs> it's all this stuff. And I had enough time to just briefly share the story before the guy came up. And... Uh, you know, they, I don't. I don't know that they took him away. They, they, you know, told him to stop harassing us. Right. But I'm just like, I should have charged you for the cop, motherfucker. What are you doing? <laughs> Say, uh, I can assure you, if there's cocaine in here, it's going to cost a little more. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't give that stuff out for free. Now, dirty dishwater all day. You want that? <laughs> we got that in spades. Uh, so. Um, I, I don't know. What was your problem today, Paul? Uh, today, my problem was volumetric math. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did, so do you I feel got, like we, uh, we got around to figuring that out? No. Please visit bettercallpaul.support for roughly more of the same of what you've heard here. You can send emails to contact at bettercallpaul.support. Be sure to state if we can use your name or read your email aloud. Or call into. We won't answer the phone, but we might play your message on the next podcast. We can be found on Twitter, Tony, at Druid42, Adam, at Manual Nerds, and me, 
Paul at the Guru Forty Two.